0: Fearlessly. Hey everyone, it's anne Marie again, and I'm really psyched to be here and introduce you to Sky Deidelbaum this week. Sky is a recent graduate of the University of South Carolina, and she majored in broadcast journalism and minored in sports and
1: entertainment management entertainment management yikes that's a lot of fun stuff yes it was a lot of fun
0: so this week we're going to be talking to sky about what it's like to be a recent graduate what are the next steps job searches um you know like what's my future looking like here and now and going forward so welcome
1: thanks for being here sky thank you so much for having me Anne Marie. i'm very excited to talk about all this
0: yeah, so those of you who um, don't know, Skye and I go a long way back. I've known Skye since she was like a toe-headed two-year-old, and she was running down the street, and <laughs> she and her mom and I became great friends, and our kids grew up together and spent a lot of time together, and then they ran off and moved to North Carolina yes. in middle school, and of course, we're good, 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 close family friends. And Skye, you were my very first podcast interview.
1: Yes, I remember, and I never been, published. Yeah, it was learning <laughs> experience.
0: It was a learning experience for me and for you. And maybe I'll still publish it. Maybe we'll edit it and publish it. It was it was a deep dive. We talked for a long. It time was.
1: We that. talked for a long time about a lot of things. So. A lot of things, but that was a, like over a year ago. Yes. So now I'm at a very different place in my life. Totally and, different. So yeah. yeah, tell me where you are now and what is it? For? Congratulations!
0: What does it Thank feel like? Thank you for so
1: much. Um, you know, it doesn't feel as different as I thought it was going to be. Like I had a couple months like accept it. And like once I graduated, it was just um, kind of crazy. Maybe like when the fall comes around, it will feel a little weird not to go back to school. Um, but it feels good. And I feel very accomplished. Um, but of course, like this time is so crazy. And I would say like the last month two months of school were very stressful as far as the pressure of like what you're gonna do when you graduate because the first question everyone asks you is, what's your plan? What are you gonna do? Do you have a job?
0: You know, as I was saying this, like the next steps and what your future looks like, my body sort of contracted and I was like, yeah.
1: oh, I wonder if that feels stressful. So it yeah. is a little stressful because you usually like, are expected to like be have an answer. And I think it's okay to not know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I felt a lot of stress and anxiety, not having a plan or something like stable that I knew I could rely on. Cause some of my friends like had jobs before they graduated, you know, they had this sense of security as what they're going to, they were going to do. Um, and that's something I didn't have, and that worried me for a little bit until I kind of stuck with what I wanted to do after college. So for me and my major, I decided I didn't want to go into local news, which is what I had been doing for the past two years. And I was that knew. that like an internship or was it part of your school program? So both. I had an internship. And then my last um, semester of school, we all it was was um, running basically a television newscast every single day, Monday through Friday. And then I started working at a local CBS station. So I was an on-air reporter. So I was basically had like a part-time job being a reporter. And I decided that that wasn't something that I wanted to do. If I could easily have graduated and gone into like a very comfortable career with that. But I decided that wasn't something that I was going to do. And shifting my desires and, you know, like the future, it's like, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? You know, you're, you're have this pressure to figure that out now, but you really don't have to have that like pressure on your back. And I knew something that I always wanted to do was travel. And I wasn't sure how I was going to make that happen. So eventually I was like, do I do I go for a job? Like I I'm very educated now. I have all I have so much experience, like these credentials that I could have something so stable. But I decided the last month of school that I was gonna commit to traveling. Mm. So that Wow. Mm-hmm. Which is a little risky. And I Just once I made that decision, I felt so much more comfortable, even though it's kind of like a riskier path.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So what I'm doing now, I also just side note, I found out that a lot of my friends also didn't have jobs lined up after college. Mm -hmm. And some people were doing this like the same thing as me, which what I'm doing right now is my current status is I'm working at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and living at home to save money Mm -hmm. so I can... um, like get cash fast I'm Mm -hmm. also like doing other things like working for a photographer part-time I'm like in the process of trying to teach English online um, to kids in China always that I could save up money to prepare for traveling Mm -hmm. and my plan to travel is to use that as experience so I'm in journalism and sports and entertainment management and I love something I know I love is is creating stuff and so I'm using my my travel to hopefully build my portfolio and use that into whatever career I choose after I'm done with my traveling. But mm-hmm. I know that there's a possibility that once I leave to, I think I'm going to Australia that oh. like, who knows where it's going to take me, you know, like I don't have a set plan and I'm okay with that. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So congratulations. Thank you.
0: That sounds amazing. You sound really clear right now. But I imagine there was a time when you weren't feeling so clear. Yes. Take us through that process. Like when did you start to question what you wanted to do and what you were going to do? And like, yeah, when did you start to question all this? What was, when did that start to evolve and bubble up? And what did it feel like? How
1: did it show up? Um, so I think it just, of course, it felt like a lack of control when I was questioning everything. And like, even now, sometimes like I question things because like, you don't know if you're always making the right decision or like what to do, because I also have other interests as well. So like my personality is, I can be very all over the place and I can do one. I'm, I describe myself as really random Mm -hmm. So sometimes I want to do like all these different things and it's hard for me to focus on one thing because Mm -hmm. I have a passion for sports and like lacrosse, which is something I could pursue too. So I'd say like the last three months, like feeling these questions come up was very difficult for me. And I also use my parents as a resource to help support me in my decision. They've been, we just one day when i got home from college we sat down and we talked about my plan my travel plans and what i would do in the meantime before i left and they were very supportive which i was very lucky for that mm-hmm. and that gave me less of a questioning mentality but when did the questions first start to arise cuz well, like first whether of
0: all, I wanted to, whether or not you wanted to pursue anything, because I I know that first of all, tell us, tell me, or remind me, and tell listeners, did you know what you wanted your major to be right when you went into school?
1: Yes. Okay, I so you always, knew that off the bat. Yes. Graduating high school, I always wanted to go into sports broadcasting. That's what I wanted to do. That's why I wanted to be broadcast journalism and sports management. So that and was easy back then. Like that, that was, was easy back then. Yes. And but I didn't know anything about it, you know. Like that just was like a dream that I had, and like I could still see myself doing something like that. But I, I, I know that for my things that I desire, I want to do, I want to explore first, and Mm -hmm. I want to have all these cultural experiences and like do things that I probably can't do when I have a. You know, like, um, I don't want to say a mainstream job because there's so many other jobs out there that like maybe will allow you to be like flexible and, you know, like travel for work, but not in the sports broadcasting world.
0: So one of the things I hear you saying is you just have a desire to be free and travel for a little while before you tie yourself down to anything.
1: That's exactly how I feel.
0: Yes. Yeah, because I don't hear you saying I've, like, I no longer want to pursue sports broadcasting. or. Yes.
1: That's exactly how I feel. And, like, that's also something that, you know, like, that's my personality. Like, I'm very free and, like, loved to just, like, do anything. Like, I, like, say yes to anything. Like, I love, like, that's just me. And I know that I feel like if I was in a, you know, like, a tie-down job that I would have this, like, desire to stray from that which is something do you have
0: a? am sorry i interrupted you no
1: you're fine like what if i were to like quit or like not be happy because i wanted to do this and that so i kind of like i say like i need to get this out of my system before i go Mm -hmm. before i like get a serious job So, but like I said before, like, I never know what, what opportunities are going to arise when I travel, like who I meet, like what other, what other things I learn that might spark my interest that I want to follow. So, but I also, I don't have like the sports broadcasting thing out of my head too. It's like a possibility after I travel.
0: Yeah. So what I hear you saying is you're, you're really at this place where you're really open to exploring all possibilities and seeing what comes your way. And you're not eliminating any options right now.
1: Yes, I'm not. But, like, of course that's scary because you just graduated college and you're expected to get a job and make money. And, like, the money thing is, like, also, like, you can't forget about that. Like, you can talk about traveling, blah, 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 all this stuff. But, like, I know that's something that I need as a foundation for me to support myself. Mm -hmm. You know? So I'm still, like, that's something. That's another, like, insecure. Security thing when you don't have a job graduating college, or I'd say a job that someone would expect you to have once you've graduated college. You keep saying someone would expect. I know. So, who's yes. the someones? Just, it could be, for me, it could be anyone. Like, it could be family. It could be someone you are introducing yourself to, you mm-hmm. know? It could be, um, like just I meet a lot of people like just randomly and like that's the first thing they ask. And so I just, maybe that's my in my head that that they're expecting a certain answer. Well, can
0: you notice the part of yourself that like wants to give an answer so that you have a certain experience when people ask you that question? Like I don't want people to judge me.
1: Yeah. So I usually lead with, I was a reporter mm-hmm. kind of to validate myself that like, yes. I did, yes, great catch. Yeah. So I definitely, I always, I always say that because I, I just think, of course I'm noticing right now, I value what other people think of me and maybe, I'm like we afraid, yeah, like afraid of judgment so that is something that I guess is important to me and that i 've noticed throughout this. just this is a like another like another part of graduating college and this transition from college to the real world. So many people have questions about what you 're doing, and every for me like just like the someone thing, like everyone in my circle and like my extended circle wants to know, mm-hmm. which is totally like, an okay thing. I want to know what other people are doing. Like, what's your plan? Like, what are you going to do? It's just a natural thing to say, you know, and you're just, that's what I'm saying. You're expected to have this in my head, this like certain answer. But usually the response when I tell people my plan is like, that's so cool. Like, that's awesome Mm -hmm. that you're doing that, you know, which is, which is good to feel, but it's also, again, like, it's always scary, you know, but I've just come to accept from like, positive things that I've read and you just have to trust in yourself and I don't, I think fear is a good thing and it's like a motivating thing and I think that comes with a lot when you're graduating college and trying to find whatever you do, like whether it's like you are finding like a real job, like that transition is scary and you just have to like push through that and it like, I think it encourages some good behavior, like as far as, like, productiveness and, like, getting stuff done and doing stuff for yourself, whatever field you're in, you know. What do you think your biggest fear is right now? I think my biggest fear right now is, like, definitely if – I want to say, like, financially, if I'm going to be able to – because I plan to get a job once I – I want to get a work visa and like go to Australia and like get a job. I know I'm going to be able to support myself, but there's also like that fear of not knowing if I am, you know. Second of all, my second fear, and I'd say like these are my two big fears. Other than that, I, I think I'm, I think I'm good. But I'm going, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> too... I'm just I'm the only human in the world has only two little fears. I don't know. I don't. Of course, <laughs> other things are gonna. Okay, no, it's okay, funny. Okay, wait. Maybe like losing touch with some of my really special relationships here. Like my social scene and like my people, something that's really important to me. And I love being able to like, you know, like road trip here, like travel here for the weekend to visit my friends. Like that's something that I'm probably going to lose if I'm on the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. But I will make new friends. And then like the third third thing is I'm like my company when I'm traveling. Because I'm not going by myself which I think I could, but it would be a little scary, like as a female traveling alone in a foreign country. Uh I'm going with my best guy friend. And he is, I think, going to bring his girlfriend too. So it's going to be the three of us, which is an interesting dynamic. So I guess another fear of mine is like, what if like that friendship, I'm not worried about that friendship changing at all. But like, what if they have relationship issues or his motivations for traveling, like changes than mine. And I might like deviate and go by myself. Maybe like the fear of how, what's going to happen with that dynamic. Yeah. So I can
0: point, hearing you point at like the fear of the unknown, right? I'm Mm -hmm.
1: stepping into the unknown.
0: Like, I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And we call that like courage, right? Like like, I don't know. And I just want to point out something for a minute, because there's this illusion out there that I think you were pointing at the very beginning of our talk, where you're like, everyone wants to know what we're doing. We get this degree and we get this job and we're quote unquote secure, Mm -hmm. but that's actually not true. Yeah. We don't actually know if we're secure. We just believe that we're secure because we've created some construct that like that, that, we've created a social construct around having a particular kind of a job and a particular kind of way of doing that job that provides the illusion of security.
1: Yes. And go ahead. I was just going to say like that, you know, you're not most of the time, like you don't feel secure. Like, well,
0: it's an, it's, you, you feel secure up here in your
1: head. Yeah.
0: But we don't actually have any real security anywhere, whether we're traveling, right. whether we have a job, like, th- so that's an illusion. So there's mm-hmm. that. But also, um, you, you're like, you're stepping into all these unknown circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to travel. I'm going to travel with these people. I don't actually know how it's all going to go. I don't actually know what I'm going to do. I don't know what's going to happen on the other end. And that's scary, but it's simultaneously exciting.
1: Exactly. And something that I say to people is I actually say this quite frequently. Like, I don't know what I'm, what's going to happen. I, And before, before I even committed to traveling, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm excited for whatever happens. Like I'm, I was like the mystery it excites me. That's your so
0: personality too.
1: Yeah. Because I, like I said, like I'm super random. Like I love wherever I life takes me Mm -hmm. so and I find joy in that and I also find a little humor in that and my friends think it's funny too because if they hear some like crazy random story they'll be like I'm not surprised at all because so sky yeah Yeah. exactly and so I enjoy that mystery but I'm also like ridden with fear as well so so what are
0: you doing with the fear like if the fear's here right you're ridden with mystery what are you doing with that fear
1: you know, it, the fear of the future can sometimes consume you, I guess, like in the moment, like if you are thinking about it, mm-hmm. I try not to think about it because I can't like, I, I practice like mindfulness, you know? So mm-hmm. like, I'm mostly when I'm, I'm thinking about whatever's going on in my life right now. And I'm not thinking about the future. Cause I'll just deal with that when I get <laughs> there, when you get there. So that's how I handle that fear of the unknown in the future. In the meantime, I'm dealing with whatever is going on because there's always stuff going on, you know? Like I can't handle both both fearing of the unknown and fearing whatever is going on <laughs> right now. So. so you
0: said you practice mindfulness. Tell me, a li- tell me a little bit about how you use that, how you use it in your life and what ways you practice.
1: I guess a lot of the mindfulness I try and do is just – you know, a being in the moment and just like absorbing what's happening because still in my life, like there's still a lot of like stressors or like complicated relationships with certain people that is what for me, like causes anxiety. It's, it's the relationships of like, whether it's like a romantic interest or like maybe like a friend is something that for me is, is where I really need mindfulness and just. So,
0: so bring us, take us through an example. Like you get triggered in a romantic relationship or a relationship yes. of some sort, and you, you start to feel anxious or fearful, right? Cause anxiety is fear. Yes. What do you do in that moment when you start to notice, like, first of all, how do you notice it?
1: Well, you know, physically like my chest gets tight and like, I feel like my heart and like my mind is running and I can't seem to focus and that comes up. Like usually like if I feel like a like a, a relationship like starting to fade or something and I feel like rejected or like I'm losing something is when I really need to bring it back to like myself and try and think, I do use the, like I use the future because, as well to think about like where I am now and, like, how things are going to change. But, like, I just try and think about, like, I want to say, like, what's going on, how I can just go about my life in, like, a very purposeful way, doing stuff that matters in the moment, rather than think about going too far. I can't far. control. You think you can't control. try and do that. Obviously, I can't do that all the time but I really try to do that because those stressors for me used to be something that really, really, really consumed me and my time and my emotions and would inhibit me from doing other things like to that.
0: How itself. would it inhibit you? So you would get stressed, you would get anxious, you would, you'd be in fear, right? Basically that's what it boils mm-hmm. down to. And then what kinds of things would you do that would inhibit you? Like actual activities like I can list off mine but I'm curious what yours are
1: well I would I would sulk all the time and you know not do be productive like say when I was in school like my schoolwork, or like I wouldn't you know be that engaged with my friends or like I wouldn't do things that I needed to do you know like at the very worst like not going to work or something like that so
0: you'd withdraw and, from withdraw from friends, withdraw from relationships, you would
1: like... And mostly you... like mentally, I wouldn't think about anything else other than what was, is bothering me. Yeah. So you were obsessing. Obsessing. Completely, completely obsessing and not mm-hmm. thinking about like, and that's where the mindfulness comes in is like, you have to take a step out of that mentality and like, come back to like, you know, like there's other things going on other than this relationship this thing ruminating in my head. Yes. That's I have a problem with like that. And so I mean, as an example right now, so I like was in a new relationship and that is like basically ending right now. And it's something that I was very invested in. But for the first time, I've I think like healthfully in a healthy way handled that process that used to be, like, so, like, devastating, consuming to me, and people are like, you seem fine, and I'm like, well, you know what, I am really sad about it, and it's hard for me to accept, but you just have to accept it, and I just got to do what I'm doing right now, which is be mindful, enjoy that I have this time with my mom and my family, because I'm, I'm gonna leave, and, like, my job, Mm -hmm. you know, Beautiful. I love that. So that is something I'm really proud about myself because I mean, and you know me in the past, something that just like completely took over me. So I can even like, I can notice cause I'm
0: looking at you, right. We're recording a yeah. podcast, but I can see yeah. you. I can even notice there's still some sadness here now. Yeah,
1: of course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, like I don't want to give up on like a relationship that I was really hopeful about, but it's just something I need to, you know, just accept mm-hmm. and like, ign- like you've taught me, like, ignore, like notice those feelings. Mm-hmm. And for me, like I take it for what it is. I know yeah. that I can't let that sadness like control me. Mm-hmm. And also another thing is, is what I'm still troubling with is like my behavior or like the people that I, Like how I prioritize friends and like things that might be best for me rather than like wait around for this guy, like clear my schedule to be like available when he like wants to like see me maybe, you know, instead I should be like focusing on like friends that like I know are going to be long-term and that I could like hang out with them rather than focusing
0: on the things that fill you up.
1: Yeah. Rather than things that don't necessarily fill you up. So places
0: you can yeah. can't control.
1: And which, which is, is hard, which is hard because sometimes I want to prioritize like other things that are, that are not going to fill me up, you know? Yeah. So that's still hard for me, but I, I'm noticing that like, I need to do take that.
0: Yeah. So I want to take a mindfulness moment here because I want to point to, so A, I appreciate how much you're integrating and using mindfulness to support you. I think that's awesome. And it's not always easy. Uh -uh. And it's not this simple like thing that everyone out there says, like, take a breath and everything will be okay. That's not what it's about. Mindfulness is just this practice of noticing what's occurring, Mm -hmm. whatever's occurring when it's occurring. And you're totally doing that. That's so awesome. And I heard you say a few minutes ago, um, you know, I'm sad, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So mindfulness is noticing, like, wow, I don't like what's occurring. I'm sad about it, and I can be, I can be with my sadness. I and I, I can be careful to watch for my patterns of trying to distract myself from my mm-hmm. sadness, like yes. busying myself or you know, obsessing or sulking or well, yeah. any of those behaviors. I can just be with my sadness and let that be.
1: Yeah, and I do wanna point something out that I just realized as we're talking. For some reason, that's been easier to do since i graduated college. I wonder why, why do you suppose? Oh, I want to maybe like speculate that, like I like have less things going on than I did in school because of, like, school and, like, friends and all that kind of stuff, and something I wanted to do when I graduated, which I kind of thought is, like, a transition to adult life, was really, like, focus on myself and, like, create the best version of myself because, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I was super, like, messy and, like, not healthy in school, and that was something that I really wanted to do, and now that I think I made that a priority because I don't, you know, like I don't have a nine to five job all the time. Like I'm able to like focus, I think like on myself more. And prioritize on yourself. There's not time to do that in college. Did you find it was really hard to prioritize self-care? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I didn't want, I didn't want to prioritize self-care. Like I just wanted to hang out with my friends, go to work, do what I had to do, go to school, just do it, you know? And, like, where I could put in self-care, like, i try and put it in, you know, just, like, keep myself. It wasn't self. important. It no. wasn't
0: important. The, what was the most important thing?
1: And like, having, like, having, fun, well, I did have fun, you know, and I'm not going to lie, like, I did go out with my friends, and, like, that, that was the most important thing. And getting good grades, because that was also an important thing for me, is having fun and getting good grades, which sometimes is, you know, like, the negative side is that is there's some repercussions that like might not be healthy, you know? So those were the important things for me. And I definitely put like my mental state, like on the back burner. And also this is, I think like kind of interesting is when I wasn't happy or say I was like not doing things that were good for my mental state. Like, I almost, like, indulged in those bad behaviors. Like, that I didn't, like, I embraced, like, not being happy. And, like, sometimes. That's basically, like, I was also going, yes, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, know that I was also going through, like, a really, I was in a really bad relationship, like, most, like, a not healthy one. And that was also something, like, big part of, like, my not being happy or and like not good behaviors for myself.
0: Yeah. It's a reflection of the not bad relationship was a reflection of what was going on inside you. You're attracting mm-hmm. a not bad relationship and you're not treating yourself well and it keeps going round and round in this cycle and it's hard to get out of that cycle.
1: Yes, exactly. Yes. So, so that what was a big think- part of what, of like my not happiness in school.
0: By not being happy.
1: Were yeah. you there?
0: was So I heard you say that was a big part of me not being happy in school. Was there a time where you really weren't,
1: like, it sounds like you enjoyed school, but you weren't happy in school? I was super, like, that's the, like, I'm realizing it's making me sound like I I didn't enjoy school. I loved school. Like, I loved learning. Like, I loved my classes. I loved my friends. But this bad relationship that I was in at the time sometimes, like, hindered some of those things.
0: What was the biggest thing you learned in the quote-unquote bad relationship?
1: I learned a lot of things, but I think I got really down on myself and I thought like a lot less of myself. And I think realizing that, you know, I sh- this is not healthy and I can be so much better of a person and like be myself, not in a relationship like this. And that was a huge lesson because I know I'm going to take that going forward. And I need to like prioritize myself and what makes me happy rather than making, putting all my efforts into making someone else happy. That's not really providing me anything in return other than like negative things and the occasional like good moments, but more bad moments and good moments. Wow. So I Think like just, you know, it, I was so unsure of myself and out, being out of that relationship like 100% more more sure of myself and I know myself better and I like know my self-worth and that that going forward and you know like also like knowing me like a big thing for me is like relationships like I like that's Mm -hmm. also something that is a priority for me so through this whole life process college post-grad like for me specifically like that is something that I prioritize. So what do you think the greatest gift of that relationship was? Um, I think that like experiencing being in love for the first time, mm. definitely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that was like beautiful too, you know, like despite like it not being a healthy relationship, it was, I definitely was in love. And like, it was like a mutual in love situation.
0: that's so fun
1: that's a big part
0: of your college experience is yeah all these you know these parts of growing yourself academically but also growing yourself personally
1: yeah absolutely and I think that maybe like for this podcast and other people listening is you really have to it's kind of hard but you really have to take those lessons and kind of you know like put them in the back of your brain like once you graduate and like realize like what you learned then like but just rather other than school like going forward and how you're going to you know like make yourself a better person and like going forward because those things are super valuable as far as like people and like life and that kind of stuff so i think that's very important if we're like you know talking about like post-graduation yeah, I think that is
0: a beautiful piece of advice for anyone going through like transitioning at this time in their life. Yeah. And you 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 hit the nail on the head. Like every lesson is here to teach you more about who it is you're becoming in the world. And yes.
1: And I think like people tell you like you're going to have so many life lessons, but I think you really need to focus on what those lessons are like you need to take time and think about how those are benefiting you and remember that like to I think like to the detail like you need to know because if you don't then you're just going to be like think about that time you know and try and like remember that time that it taught you a lesson but you won't but you need to focus on like the why I think it's really important I love that. And I
0: love how you used your, your college experience, not only to grow academically, but to grow personally.
1: Yeah. And I think I'm really realizing that, you know, like now and like even more so like talking to you and like reflecting, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I think just for everyone, that's really important and probably after this I'm gonna like go and share that with my friends because I think that's it. <laughs> <what I'm saying. laughs>
0: I love that. You're sharing with tons of people here. I am so grateful yeah. for you sharing your story yeah. and your journey and your future and all of that. Like I'm so proud of you. Thank I'm you so Anne Marie. Totally excited for you and I cannot wait. I personally love this idea of taking a break and traveling mm-hmm. and creating some space to further deepen mm-hmm. your, your relationship to yourself
1: yes absolutely and so thank you for that validation as well it's always good to good to hear that so, thanks sky thanks yes, for being here. of course here. anytime i had a great time i love talking i know i can't wait uh, so we're gonna check in with you how long are you traveling that's another unknown i'm thinking know? i'm thinking like four to six months but who knows who knows all right. Well, we're gonna keep checking in with you and
0: follow you on Instagram because I'm sure it's gonna be super fun to watch you on Instagram. Hopefully. Where do we
1: get? Yeah,
0: where do we get you on Instagram?
1: Um, sky D Bomb B A U M. That's my handle. <laughs>
0: awesome. Awesome. But,
1: yeah. And so maybe I'll start a blog, which is like kind of mainstream, but you know, I'm probably gonna do it because just to, for myself and maybe for other people.
0: Awesome. I am gonna be watching. I'm sure everyone else will too. And um to be continued. It's kind
1: of yes. like sky D bomb to be <laughs>
0: continued.
1: Yeah, so I'm excited. Glad you're on this journey with me. <laughs> me too. Thank you. Of course. Ficus- Thanks for listening
0: to university. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram, or at University on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. If you'd like support navigating the stress and chaos, and you're ready to create a more fulfilling college experience, I offer live weekly group coaching calls every Thursday, four to five central time. It's a place to gather together to be seen and heard, to reduce your stress and learn how to be in control of your life and create a life you love. Give the first week a try for free. Check it out. For more information, email me at annmarie.university@gmail.com, at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.